The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. I don't like this place. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now... On with the show! Hi, and welcome to a special edition of Casually Hardcore with myself, Grail, and... Myself, Daxa. And we're here in Seattle uh, for PAX 2011, and we wanted to give a quick wrap-up of our first couple of days here prior to the convention, uh, some of the stuff we've done around town, some of the very cool things we've seen, uh, which had a nice bent to our normal geeky interests, and kind of go over just how really cool of a place it is. Now, the first thing we've noticed now two years coming here is that Seattle, to us, has been sunny and clear skies and no issues at all. Um, like... They claim there's rain, but we have yet to even see rain here. Every local we talk to says this is magical and we should never, ever think this is the way it really is. I think they lie, though. Every Twice now we've come and twice now it's been beautiful. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Um, we've had uh, two days now of just perfect weather. Uh, which allowed us to go out and go sightsee a little bit, which is one of the reasons we came into town pretty early. The first place we wanted to go to is pretty much one of the most iconic things about Seattle, which is the Space Needle. Uh, it's a giant structure in the middle of downtown that provides you with a great view of the entire city, uh, in you, even on a clear day, which we were fortunate enough to have, of Mount Rainier and the other ranges around the uh, city itself. Additionally, they have an observation deck, and then right below the observation deck is the rotating uh, restaurant that you can uh, go eat lunch or dinner at and as you're sitting there eating every 58 minutes it does a full rotation around uh, slow enough so that you're not quite made sick while you're eating but it gives you a beautiful view of the entire city right and of course being huge shadow run um, freaks we really wanted to go to the space needle so that was the first thing we wanted to do now iolite is here with us in seattle unfortunately iolite iolite is a little bit under the weather iolite i sounded like elmer fudd 
Anyway, a little bit under the weather today, so she is not doing the wrap-up with us, but hopefully she will do the wrap-up with us tomorrow, um, and would, which will have a couple of days of packs by then, and, and everything should be okay with that. But, yes, we wanted to go to the Space Needle, so we went, we picked up our car, we went down to the Space Needle, and right before we got to it, there was this place selling these things called Seattle City Passes. So we looked into that, and we... It, as it turns out, it was a much better deal to buy a Seattle City Pass, which I think it was like $60. And it gives you a pass to go to several places. Two of the ones that we wanted to go to, which was the Space Needle. And then um, what was the other one that we really that we really wanted to go to? Um, I believe the other thing we wanted to check out. Well, really, we start off with the Space Needle is where we decided to go. Right next to the Space Needle, however, is the uh, Experimental Music Project, or EPM, uh, as it's called here. And as we walked by it, they were stating the fact they had these major exhibits, which is all, it's a music museum. Um, They have a permanent exhibit there for Jimi Hendrix, who's a Seattle native, or was a Seattle native, I should say. Um, And so they have a lot of his memorabilia and a story around his life. They also were celebrating... uh, Nirvana, and so they had an entire exhibit around Nirvana. Now, also attached to this museum, however, is a sci-fi portion, so they also had a large exhibit on Battlestar Galactica, both the 1970s version as well as the 2000s version. Um, and so that all kind of caught our eyes. We walked by and decided, hey, look, we really should check out this museum. We went over to the stand, and that's where they, lo and behold, had these city passes. And the city pass included both the EMP Museum and the Space Needle. But not only did it include that, it also includes the Science Center. And it included the aquarium and a one-hour tour on the, I think they're called Argosy Cruises. Um, So for 50 bucks, you really got to do a lot. Oh, and one more thing. You actually get to either go to the Flight Museum or the uh, Park Zoo. So... Um, we decided to go ahead and go for it. We had two days to have, you know, as many experiences as we, as we could before we got to all the geeky goodness it packs. So we bought the pass and went to see the EMP on the f- first day, which was the very first thing we did. And it was surprisingly neat. I could have spent hours there. Unfortunately, parking is quite expensive <laughs> in Seattle. And we parked in a place that was not too cheap. So um, we only spent about an hour and a half there, I think, but it was really neat. What was something that you liked? Well, I mean, they, like I said, it was kind of divided into two parts, and they had a general just section where they had a lot of musical instruments. They had this gigantic guitar sculpture in the middle that went all the way up like three levels, and it was a large almost column of guitars going up and some of them were rigged to autoplay and they would play certain iconic tunes um my i mean i'm a you know we don't talk about music much on the show but i'm a large nirvana fan so i was very excited to go through that whole section uh of it but both that exhibit the hendrix exhibit and the battlestar galactic exhibit were all very eye-catching very interesting um, they had recordings from, you know, in terms of Nirvana, they had folks that worked with them, um, recordings from the surviving members. In Battlestar Galactica, they had writers from both uh, the 1970s as well as the 2000s and costumes and full-out, 
you know, uh, Cyclone, the their ship, and I can't Cylon. remember, Cylon, blah. Cylon <laughs> ship, as well as, uh, you know, the old 1970s uh, uh, Centurion armored Cylon nice. compared to the, the much newer version. What about yourself? Uh, well, Nirvana, obviously, um, mostly because I do really like Nirvana, but they had a, a little section on there of David Grohl um, from Foo Fighters, who I adore. I love the Foo Fighters, and um, they had a little part in there on how he became the drummer of Nirvana, which I thought was really interesting, the way they picked him out of um, the uh, out of basically just a club. They went and they heard him play, and they were like, oh, my God, that guy's so amazing, that without even having any microphones on his drums, he pretty much pumped up the entire club. Really neat stories. That was my favorite. I can tell you Io's favorite was probably Battlestar Galactica because she really enjoyed that exhibit. Like she was going through everything and because she's a huge Battlestar Galactica fan and I haven't watched it. Grail, you haven't watched it. I haven't watched it either. So, but that was um, that was Io's favorite. I, w- I would guess that that would be her favorite. And they did have a really neat little synopsis as soon as you walked into the Battlestar Galactica um, exhibition. It had this little synopsis on the wall of, if you haven't watched it, this is what happens. And there was one little part that caught Grail's eye. <laughs> yeah, it's going through the, you know, humans. And it had two branching paths, one for the, the older version and one for the newer version. And during the newer version, it basically got to a point where it said, you know, Cylons are bad. And then it had a little asteroid, asterisk next to it. And when you look down the chart at the very bottom, the asterisk said, except when they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Which was actually really funny. Um, and Io got pictures of all of this. So as soon as she's feeling better, we'll make sure we put it all up on the web all the pictures that we've taken for it so but that was really neat um so that was a really neat museum and like i said we could have spent a really long time there but um we wanted to also go to the space needle so afterwards after the emp we walked over to the space needle and um went and we do have pictures of all of us there so we'll definitely post those too and we went up to the space needle to kind of look around it was a pretty decently clear day except for um it was a little cloudy in the mount rainier area so it was kind of covered but you could still see the outline of where it was right and so after that um we we did our normal food and you know the normal stuff you would do when you get into town make sure you finally check into a hotel all that good stuff which pretty much brought us to the end of the first day uh we had spent a lot of time making sure the equipment was ready to go and so that we could spend the next day also doing some sightseeing. So we... We actually did something else that first day. What else did we do that first We went day? out to dinner. Oh, we did go out to dinner that day. So we did go out to dinner, and we went out to dinner to the, what, what's it called, the Sky City Restaurant. Sky City Restaurant. Right? And that's the restaurant that is at the Space Needle. Yep, Sky City Restaurant. Oh, yeah. So we went to the Space Needle Restaurant, and their food there mm-hmm. was amazing. They have amazing food. Um, I had some chicken dish, which I know you can look up on the internet, and I just don't have the laptop in front of me, so I'm not going to bother. But it was really um, well put together. The portions were great. It's a little pricey, not going to lie. It's kind of pricey. But it was really good. And Grill had ahi tuna. Yeah, seared ahi tuna that was really, really tasty. It ended up, yeah, it was a really neat 
experience. Again, it's the rotating restaurant. It was very late at night. We we, we called them up to get a reservation. Uh, they said, <laughs> what time would you like your reservation? I was like, well, how about 8 o'clock? And they're like, we only have 9.45 available. Then I guess I'm doing 9.45. <laughs> so it was late when we got there. However, you know, the, the skyline for uh, Seattle was all lit up, and it looked very, uh, very nice. It was a, a great view. And they have a great dessert. Not great as in, it. oh, my God, it tastes so great. It's amazing and wonderful. But it's a good dessert. It's just the presentation is fabulous. Yeah. So basically, it's it's just a sundae. You get to mm-hmm. choose your ice cream and you get to choose your topping. There's yeah. nothing special other than it's good ice cream and good toppings. It's, you know, so it's a good dessert. But they bring it, in, they bring it to you inside another container. And in that little container is dry ice. And they give you water, and when they put it on the table, it there's smoke everywhere on the it's billowing table. billowing out of it. It's billowing out of this thing. And it's just so much fun to just sit there and play with the smoke. And it's it was a really neat, neat experience. So I highly recommend you guys do that. If any if you guys come to Seattle, I would at least go up to the Sky um, City restaurant and have that dessert. It would what was it called? It was like the orbital something or other. Yeah, it was the orbital crusher, something along those lines. Uh, you know, of course we're getting, but basically you'll know it when you see it. A lot of people were ordering around us, which made us go, "What was that?" And yeah, sure enough, uh, we ended up ordering it ourselves. So definitely worthwhile. It was a great cap to the first night we were here, um, and then we got to our second day. And on our second day, we decided to make more use of our city passes. We went down to uh, Pike's Place, which is, you know, right up there with the, the Space Needle in terms of an iconic place to go into uh, Seattle. That's where they have the open fish markets, and they're calling and yelling and throwing the fishes back and forth. Uh, they also have just large amount of markets and uh, we stopped at the Daily Dozen, which is a fresh oh, so donut-making place. <laughs> with uh, They had three different types of donuts, and we were able to get a bag of a half dozen uh, of all their varieties, which was cinnamon, powdered, and frosted with sprinkles. Yes. And all three were amazingly good because they're just fresh-made donuts. I mean, you can't go wrong with fresh-made donuts. I couldn't even decide which one I like better. I like them all equally. Exactly. They were so good. And I'm going. I'm getting the chrono, you know, the order timeline of our day out of order. But nonetheless, we did have that. That was great. One of the things we also did while we were there was go on the cruise, which took us around the Bay Area, and then outside the Bay Area is the. I can't remember what they called it. It was. It's the. What are you talking about? God, I can't remember. They because remember our we had a guy. A, a, you know, person giving us a tour guide. Oh. We're on the boat, and they said there was two parts to it yes. because a bay is something that only has one, one access to uh, a you know a large body of water. Uh, and, and it was a weird name, and I don't remember. And the what it other was. name was something that had multiple right. access to to another a larger body of water, and it escapes me right now because it's late, really and late. we're already <laughs> past for for you know. If, you know, even though we're talking about our first day here, we've actually already done one day of PAX, so we're a little, little tired. Somebody, I'm sure, when they'll hear this, will write us and tell us how silly we are for not knowing, knowing the name what it of is. it. <laughs> or when Gnome listens to this, he'll probably yep. make the same I'm sure. uh, uh, reference. So nonetheless, but it was a great cruise. I mean, again, beautiful weather. We're on a boat. They had a bar. <laughs> you you really couldn't go wrong. And the waitress came to you. And the waitress would come to you with with lovely locally brewed pale ales that were just 
awesome. Awesome. So we went on that. We also went to the aquarium, which was yes. very cool. They are very into their sea otters out here. Oh, they're so cute. These little guys, yeah, they were, like, wrestling with each other. All their merchandise is all sea otter themed, or they had, like, Harry, Harry Otter yeah. and the... Harry Otter shirts. Harry <laughs> Otter and the Otter Strikes Back shirts yeah. and all kinds of, you know, it was very otter-focused. But a very cool uh, aquarium, obviously, right there uh, against, you know, anytime you have an aquarium right on a, a large body of water, it usually makes for good good stuff. Very interactive um, great, another great stop. Great jellyfish, yeah. too. The jellyfish exhibit was awesome. Yeah. So that was a really good stop. And at Pike's Place, we did actually eat at uh, Pike. Pike's Place Brewery. Pike's Brewery, which was really, really good. They have amazing brats. And um, we also stopped. Oh, we stopped by the jelly place. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This jelly place is amazing. They make jelly out of everything. I think we bought, like, a garlic... We bought uh, spicy garlic jelly, we bought a beer. habanero jelly, and we bought beer jelly. Mm-hmm. And beer jelly tastes amazing. I mean, you have to have a little bit of liking for beer, but even that... Not I really, mean, yeah, I hate beer, and it was really good. was willing to go with it. I mean, something you could just see glazing onto a brat or, you know, some sort of horrible for you food, and then just going, mmm, mm, so yummy. nice and tasty. Yeah, that was very very cool place. The whole market just has a lot of interesting shit, a lot of fresh uh, vegetables, flowers, fresh flowers. You know, kind of almost a farmers market feel in the middle. You know, between the hat store and you know something else. So it's an in, in, very interesting place. Um, and then then we came back to the hotel to get ready for the Tri Wizard yeah. tournament. Well, we went down. We got our badges. We scoped. It. We, we got did. to scope out. Um, they let us get our badges, and then we kind of started wandering around. So we got to see a little bit of the con before it was open to public mm-hmm. in terms of just folks doing setups. We were able to talk to uh, Dungeon Quest Monsters, yes. too, because they were setting up their booth, and they were like, ah, yeah, come on over. Let's you know check out this photo booth that uh, we'll see if we can figure out some way to show some of these pictures where they had <laughs> you. They're so funny. <laughs> had two people sit down, and you both try to make the same faces, and then it merges your faces together. And so we have pictures of Io and Daxa merged together, Daxa and myself merged together, and then myself and Iolite merged together, and it's pretty horrific. Yeah, <laughs> we, we make pretty good monsters. Yeah. So it was an interesting booth. We walked around a little bit, tried to go to the actual exhibitor's hall. They were like, no, media is not allowed in until tomorrow. So we uh, boogied it out of there and, yes, got ready for our Triwizard Tournament, which involved the first stop, of course, to get ready was to meet up with our good friend of the show, Ragok. He yes. was feeling a little under weather, but still managed to come out. We went to the English pub we went to last year and loaded up on fried food and heavy English food to hopefully soak up some of the alcohol that we we're about to partake in. And then we met up with our house Hufflepuffies. The Hufflepuffs! <laughs> Hufflepuff. Which was the best house yeah. ever this year. This was much better last year was fun but a little disorganized and this year it's like they really got their game together they they talked to a lot of the bars all the bars we went to were expecting us and really set up to handle the amount of crowds that were going to come they also had so many participants they were able to uh, as we've mentioned in the past divide each house into death eaters and dumbledore's army so you basically had each house 
split off half and half and go to different bars. And so wherever we went as Dumbledore's army for Hufflepuff, we our first bar was to go against the Death Eaters of Ravenclaw. And that was a great bar called Grimes that we went to that yeah. had just a real great atmosphere. It felt like you were in a something that would be from Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, first of all, though, we started off at Auto Battery. We started at Auto Battery because at first, the, I should... We're getting ahead of ourselves. An auto battery was where you meet up with your house. And so it's both the Death Eater side and the Dumbledore Army side, but it's all Hufflepuff. And so we, you know, somehow put our differences aside and managed to drink some. And the first challenge also was there. So we got our challenge card that had the five challenges we had to get filled up, filled out by either our head boy or head girl. Mm-hmm. And we also were able to get our T-shirts yes. that we ordered for uh, Hufflepuff that has our fighting badgers on them. Fighting badgers! Fighting badgers! <laughs> And from there, we also had to do our challenge, which was? Our challenge was you were supposed to drink, well, if you were Dumbledore's Army, you would drink either a light beer or a light shot for every year you had done the Triwizard Tournament. If you were a Death Eater, you would have to drink a dark beer or a dark shot for every year you had done the Triwizard Tournament. So Grill and I promptly went and got our two shots each and got Io her one shot. And we did those quickly, just bam, 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 done. Um, and we got our, and we, then we sat down and started just kind of mixing and mingling with a lot of the, um, the other Hufflepuffs. Of course, I'm a buttoneer, so I started looking for buttoneers and I met a lot of people there that we traded buttons, but we met some amazing people from Alaska. We met a couple people from, uh, where was the other? There was an Australian there. Yes. There was some Alaskans, um, and a lot of people from Oregon. Yes. Uh, Portland had a heavy showing, yeah. uh, both both there and then at the con itself. Everybody I talked to seemed to be from there or, or have something to do. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, California had – there were right. some folks from yes. California. And so, yeah, we basically talked to them and, and were able to uh, just kind of commiserate. Obviously, everybody was there to have fun. Um, great showing of spirit. We had yes. a lot of – everybody had ties. Uh, one girl was in a full school She looked girl. so good. Outfit. I mean, with the full knee-high socks and everything, it was it was a very well put together. But even the ones that didn't have even the school colors on or the school outfit on had a. All of them would be in yellow T-shirts with black writing that said Hufflepuff. So it was very easy to identify whose house you were with. And some of our Death Eaters had the uh, the dark mark, mark all on tattooed on them, <laughs> so they had that. Uh, you know, ready to go. Dumbledore's army also had, you know, their own types of T-shirts. And at that point, that's when we kind of formed up. They got both of us walking in the right direction, and then eventually our Death Eater brethren broke off to go do their challenges, and we went uh, to Grimes, like I mentioned before, Mm -hmm. which when we walked in, it's a multi-level bar. It looks like it may have used to be a, a barn of some sort. Because yeah, it had like an upstairs that like almost looked like a grain shooter. A grain uh, shoot. Like some sort of shoot. Yeah, but it was all metal. The the wall, siding and ceiling were was metal and tin, and it had a lot of inlays in yeah. it, especially when you went upstairs. So the second level, we upstairs had just this whole ceiling that was just shining and had all these different symbols and stuff yeah. uh, punched into it. And then in the walls, they had all these jars with these butterflies suspended yeah. in flight that really 
was cool and creepy, and it felt <laughs> like the type of place where Voldemort would be hanging out. Yeah. So we met with our Ravenclaw folks. Yes. And I walked in, and it was immediately told, do you have a partner? No. You're fu- All right, let's go. And so I had a partner, like, in one second. And mm-hmm. then we were told from the bartender, oh, there's a bar upstairs. You should go upstairs. So like, All right, we'll walk up there. Got to check out the cool area, and it was nowhere near as fast as downstairs. And it was way too hot, so Io and I went downstairs and found ourselves partners, Mm -hmm. which happened to have been from... Okay, so we are in a new city. There's tons and tons of people. that We're running around with at least 200 people, 100 from our house, 100 from the other, and we run into people from Tucson. And the people we we challenged were two really cool people from Tucson, which is like... Right there from us. Yeah. Right next door. And I ended up upstairs with, uh, uh, not husband and wife, fiance, um, a couple. And we started talking. And I said, oh, so uh, where are you from? And they're like, Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, really? <laughs> so am I. <laughs> so, but very cool people. Yes. They're a lot of fun. Um, that was the um, the big challenge. And so. yes, the challenge was. The challenge was. One person ordered one drink, one person ordered another drink, and then you mixed them in a cup and then poured them half out and then drank what was left. So when we met our our challengers, they already had their drinks. So we just went and ordered our drinks, Io and I. I ended up with not so bad a drink other than the fact that it had Red Bull in it, and Red Bull is like – it's like giving coffee to tweak. I mean, it's it's – to me, I explode and I'm all over the place. So it was Red Bull and vodka and a kamikaze for me mixed. Mm. So that wasn't too bad. It actually tasted okay. Io, on the other hand, she had a kamikaze. And I think the guy, what did he have? He had like Red Bull and something Jaeger. horrible. Jaeger. That's what yeah, it was. Red Bull and Jaeger. Right? Red Bull and Jaeger. So her drink was horrid. Um but, yeah, but really nice couple. We drank it. We got our stamp. What was your drink? Uh, well, we went out there, and our original plan, because and this was this is a big key to the, the, the entire Triwizard, is find the cool people that are willing to compromise on drinking because, or at least willing to go in cahoots with you. Because if you go up there and you just kind of let the person order what they want, chances are that's where, how you're going to get just some nasty combinations. So the girl who I was challenging, we both said, let's make this, uh, you know, her first thing was, do you like vodka? Yes, I like vodka. Okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do two vodka drinks and we'll mix them together. Let's see. And so our original plan was going to be, she was going to order a Cosmopolitan. I was going to order a Kamikaze. We were going to mix the two and it was going to be a Cosmokaze. And so we we thought that was a great name. And then when we finally got up to the bar, they had this specialty list of drinks that the bar made. And we saw two drinks on there that also sounded good. One was vodka drink number two. Funny enough, we did not see vodka drink number one anywhere on the menu. But this was number two, and it had grapefruit juice and a touch of Tabasco and a few other things in it. But it was vodka base. And then they had the Red Death, which I was like, "Uh uh-oh, that's going to be Red Bull. But funny enough, it was not. (laughs) It was, again... Uh, vodka along with, I want to say, some sort of like lemon-lime and a couple other things. I don't know why it was called red either because it didn't. It may have had a splash of cranberry. That's why it was because it had cranberry wow. juice. So we mixed the two together. We decided to get those, and it tasted like a very alcoholic classic grapefruit juice. Yummy. 
it's like pink grapefruit juice. Oh, okay. So it was it was That's sweet. Bad. It was it was good. So we were like, hey, this isn't actually not a bad drink at all. So it ended up being really well. We finally got done there. Came down, found you guys, and right around that time. Oh, we had the doodler, though. The doodler, yes. So in our house, we had a guy who we called the doodler. And what he was doing is he was taking just little pieces of, of cardboard paper, probably, I don't know, about five inches by, you know, four inches. Um, and he would doodle, just a tiny, quick little doodle of you. Um, and then you would give him a dollar, and all the money he made throughout the night would go towards child's play. So I had him doodle Io and I, which is really cute. And Io, again, has pictures, so I'm sure those will show up pretty soon once she's feeling better um so we had him do a couple little doodles for us and that was really he was really cool really fast um yeah and then that was about the time when it was uh time to go to the next house next challenge so we bid our uh ravenclaw the evil ravenclaws goodbye and wandered on to our next challenge which was linda's Linda's, uh is the name of the bar and we met up there with gryffindor and the death eater gryffindor death eater gryffindors Yes, so as soon as we walked up, there was this one guy, and he was raising his hand, and he's like, I need a challenger, and I said, I am your challenger, so that was great, and then Grail ends up with a challenger, and it happens to be the wife of the guy yeah. I'm challenging. Yeah, this girl's like, hey, are you Hufflepuff? I'm like, yeah, are you uh, Gryffindor? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, I need a challenger? Yeah, let's be a challenger. All right, cool, and then funny enough, she's like, oh, yeah, that's my husband up there. I'm like, oh, he's talking to my wife. <laughs> So, like, I guess that's their challenge as well. So we went there, and it's kind of funny because And that each, was Maria and Taylor. Maria and Taylor, yes. Mm-hmm. And this challenge was the – this was the bomb, boiler the maker. The wizard bomb. The wizard bomb, which is a boiler maker or a sake bomb or whatever you want to call it. It basically – one person bought beer. The other person bought shots. Two beers, two shots. The shots got dropped into the beer, and you had to drink it. So, again, this is where collaboration comes into a big key because you can really do damage to the other person <laughs> if you don't talk about it and have some really funky, nasty drink. Now, the thing is, though, that you, both of you have to drink it. So, unless you're willing to do that, uh, you do want to try to work a little bit together. So, and this, this is also where we found that the houses themselves have a bit of personality to them yes. that you can kind of generalize. Ravenclaw was a lot of fun, but kind of quiet. Yes. Gryffindor was like, this is serious business. business. <laughs> <laughs> they were really taking this challenge seriously. And most of them were like smack talking and like, this is like, rawr, let's go. So we, so we go in, we finally get up to the bar, we get our, our drinks. And so my combination was we, again, we're, uh, the person I was paired with, Maria, was like, I'll drink anything. I don't care what it is. Whatever you feel like doing. So I'm like, okay, she's going to go with a Pilsner. Let's drop uh, Goldschlager into that. That might be good. We'll, we'll go with some cinnamony, you know, beery taste. It ended up just tasting like I drank a pack of Big Red. It was like <laughs> – it was almost like one just long shot of slightly watered down uh, Goldschlager. It was very strange, and it was the only thing I did all night that my stomach kind of went, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and Maria kicked your butt. Yeah, and she pounded it way – because literally after my first swallow of it, my throat kind of constricted, and it was like, 
I don't know if I can drink the rest of this. <laughs> and then I finally, you know, pushed through it. But, yeah, she definitely destroyed me in terms of finish. She finished a good five seconds before I got done. <laughs> and since I hate beer, I don't even know what he ordered. All I know is he said he was ordering something really bitter mm-hmm. but smooth. And I said, okay, whatever. I don't like beer, so any beer is going to be horrible. Get whatever you want. Then I decided to do a shot of um, sapphire gin. Bombay Sapphire. The Bombay Sapphire. Uh, <laughs> this just sounds horrible. But it actually was not horrible. Mm. It was really smooth. It went down really well. So, uh, yeah, so we did that. That was my combination. It turned out to be pretty good. And, um, yeah, they were a great couple. We had a lot of fun. Took pictures with them also. And then Io's um, ended up – do you remember what Io's ended up being, her drink? I don't recall. I think she ended up with a either a cider and she, I don't, but I don't remember what her shot was that she put in. I know she didn't like it. She didn't like it. She I, was just like. Ugh. She may have ended up with Jameson. I don't know what, but I, I, you know, we'll have to ask her yes. on that one. I don't recall because by this point, everybody in the house was feeling pretty good. Yeah. And so that's when we got outside and we started talking to our head girl who was awesome. Who? Oh my God. Our head girl was amazing. Who was doing a hippie pole dance as they had these trees that were elevated. She was tree dancing because she was a tree hugger. Yeah, she was a tree (laughs) hugger. And so she was dancing around this tree. And that that's around the time, again, the Gryffindors decided to start smack talking, which was pretty funny because they were like, oh, you know, you Hufflepuffs, you know, how can you stand to be in Hufflepuff house? I'm like, hey, our head girl is doing a, a tree dance, dance <laughs> for us. Where's your head girl? And they're like, we don't have a head girl. And we go, so that means you're an all-man house. Ha- oh, oh, that's how it. the Gryffindor <laughs> Death Eaters roll. At that point, the, Gryff- the Death Eaters walked away from us. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. So, yeah, our head girl... Props to her. She was amazing. So that was um, our third challenge. Third challenge of the night. Okay. Then we went over to Barca's, which was way back near Grimm's. And we went over to Barca's and we met up with the Slytherin Death Eaters. Which Barca's was where we actually started last year when we were in Gryffindor House. Mm -hmm. We started in this bar. So we were familiar with it. It's a very nice uh, setup bar as well as one that really catered to the Triwizard as they had a list of shots that was Polyjuice Potion, um, Slytherin Snake blood, I think, yeah. and two or the three butter others. butter beer, which butter was my beer. favorite last year. And so, yeah, it, it really was a fun place that really, you know, was welcoming of the, the tournament. Of the, yes, it was. Um, and this challenge was the Alchemancy. This is Alchemancy, which was, Alchemancy. A, which was a game yeah. of I Have Never. I Have Never, yes. And you, by this time, we are, yeah. Yeah, we're We've feeling pretty good. We've had a lot good. to drink. Um, so we, we decided to do, we were going to do a three versus three. So we were going to do just like a table thing of, I have never. And then it turns out that then this, another girl says, well, I need a partner. I said, well, we'll get another partner. And our other partner ended up being our head girl. Right. So we played like four on four table of, I have never, and I have never played it before until then. Yes. And so this, at this point we met up with Slytherin and again, Every house has its own personality. Slytherin Death Eaters was like 
We don't care. We're just here to drink Party. and have fun. <laughs> so really, we don't care what you know. Even the challenge itself, we'll kind of fluck, you know, fub the challenge. Yeah. As long as we're drinking and having fun, we don't care. They were a blast. They were so much fun. We yeah. had an amazing time with the Slytherin, um, and we are. Game lasted like an hour. We had to go back for drinks a couple of times, and we kept having inter- people uh, changing and it out. out. And we had multiple. I mean, at one point, I think we had ten or twelve people around the table. Uh, it was just a very awesome time um, with a lot of people sharing stuff to complete strangers that they probably that they never probably would. Be sharing. <laughs> but nonetheless, none of it was recorded. So, <laughs> so we got away with that. Um, had a great time there. And we got our, our card stamped and finally was able to head back to our first bar again. Back to the auto battery. Um, and then at the auto battery, uh, our challenge was to basically the, the Hufflepuff house came back together, the Death Eaters and Dumbledore's Army. So we got back together and you were supposed to find uh, basically a Hufflepuff and drink until one of you said stop. Yeah. And basically it was one drink and we're done. Yeah, yeah. we basically said, who wants an easy win here? And took a, one last drink uh, and finished out our night with that. Got our cards fully signed off upon. Um, and really spent a while just to, you know kind of talking and saying goodbye to everybody because it was really a, a close-knit team yeah. that, that really spent a, a lot of fun uh, together. Yep. So we said goodbye to everybody and then drove home and did a tiny, tiny little wrap-up, like a six-minute wrap-up on the way way home, home, which we should not have done because we could barely talk. Our voices was gone. We weren't in no shape to be talking on the radio. But it was a lot of fun. And that concluded our pre-PAX entertainment (laughs) for the week. So that is our wrap-up for our pre-PAX entertainment. Stay tuned for our first day of PAX wrap-up. Yep, as we look and see that uh, what PAX had to offer to us this year, you've been listening to a special abbreviated small team version of Casually Hardcore uh, live from PAX 2011 in Seattle, Washington. I've been Grail. I've been Daxa. Thank you for listening. Versus the World Productions. Put your pants on, Grail, www.vtwproductions.com.